So I'm not sure if I told this story already. Um, I don't think I did, but I was talking to someone else about it recently. and She said that I should tell that story. But uh, I'm not positive. I need to clean it up a little bit on this podcast because I'm not sure what all I talked about. And um, what I have not talked about. So uh, at one time I was on uh, Lamar Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee, parked in a parking lot with a, a black guy. I think his name was something like Robert. I can't, you know, I just don't recall his name. And even if I did, it wouldn't matter. Um, well, he was in a red, nice, nice red Jeep Cherokee, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. It was a, it was around 2003. Um, the, the model car he had, or the model Jeep he had was about a 2002, I guess. So it was newer, a newer vehicle. Well, he wanted me to buy crack for him. Me and the girl I was with, uh, we were a couple. We were buying crack for him because he didn't want to get arrested for smoking crack, but he wanted to smoke crack. And so uh, we kept buying the crack for him. And um, I guess a couple of weeks went by. He was a really great guy. Just uh, out getting high. I didn't ask him any of his personal business, what he was doing or what he did for a living or any of that kind of stuff. Because I... Didn't feel like it, like it was my business. And uh, so anyway, we got to be kind of friends with this guy, you know, for everybody smoking crack, that is, me and my girlfriend and him. Well, uh, one night, um, we'd pretty much taken it to the limit. And uh, we were next to this place called The Kettle on Lamar Avenue, uh, down the road from the Waffle House. Uh, well, we're asleep. I'm asleep on the passenger side, and the driver is asleep at the wheel, and we're just parked in this parking lot sleeping in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, my girlfriend's in the back. She's stretched out. She got the good spot. Well, um, I wake up somehow. Some, I hear some a noise. It wakes me up, and I look up, and I look out the front rear view mirror and there are about 10 officers with their guns aimed at me telling me to open the door everybody else in the both of them are still asleep he's asleep behind the wheel sitting there and she's asleep in the back seat well i raised my hands up and I gestured to them that I was unlocking the door and I was waking the guy next to me up because he wouldn't wake up. So I went to shake him and wake him up with my hands up on his shoulder. And cops are all got their guns on me. And then this guy, while I'm shaking him, he wakes up. But he notices what's happening around him and he starts freaking out and screaming. "Ah! Ah!" He just starts tripping, I guess, because all these guys got guns on him. And maybe he thinks he's about to die. I don't know. He was from Mississippi. But uh, so we finally get out of the vehicle. They let my girlfriend go and they held me um, because they had a suspicion that I had kidnapped this guy. And that uh, I was forcing him to buy drugs. Yeah, not me. That's not something I would have done, but. I've been a jerk most of my life, but never like that. I'm, uh, I'm a nice guy. I'm not a jerk as far as treating you 
you know, I, I'm just not that. I, I, that's just not me. I, there's no way I could kidnap somebody. But anyway, um, what if I was kidnapped? You know, I've been kidnapped, so I know what it's like. So, I mean, why would I do it to somebody else? Anyway, so this guy, they pull him out and they pull me out and they let her go. I don't know why, <laughs> but that was fine with me. Yeah. She goes down to the Waffle House to get some breakfast, I guess. And, um, she gets down the road and then I find out they're just keeping me around because when I woke this guy up, when he started screaming, I started laughing. And I was just like laughing at him because it was funny to me the way he was reacting. His behavior was so sporadic. So it was, it was crazy. It was just funny to me at that time. And I started laughing and the cops were like laughing and trying not to laugh while they're holding these guns on me. And, uh, so anyway, I think they just kept me around that day for a little bit because they wanted to joke around with me because they just joked around with me. But they kept pretending that I had kidnapped that guy because the problem is or was that he had been called in as missing for two months. He was missing. I had no clue he was on a missing list for two months. And I'm riding around with this guy buying crack for him. And he's missing. So anyway... Um, that was the last time I saw that guy. He went back on his merry way. His wife had called him in missing. Yeah, he had a wife. He had just left home and I guess wanted to get away from it all. I mean, some people kill themselves and some people go use and then go back home. So hopefully he just used and went back home. <sighs> Whatever the case. Uh, I hope he made it all right. Because I did. I haven't smoked that crap and I couldn't even tell you. I can't even remember. <laughs> Praise God. I, ugh, that, I'll tell you what, out of all the drugs I've done, that's probably the worst one. Crack cocaine. That's the one I would say. You have a freedom of choice because if it was up to me, you'd have a freedom of choice to experiment with drugs if you wanted to. That's entirely up to you. I know it's not safe, but driving down the road ain't safe. So I'm just saying, if you did go to experiment with drugs, you might want to leave crack cocaine alone. It will change you into someone you don't want to be. Someone chasing this drug, chasing it minute after minute, hour after hour. That's the only thing on your mind. You want more now, more now. At least with heroin or, or amphetamine, you it lasts a while, but with this stuff, it's dangerous. Keep away. Trust me. Have a good day.